Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome, everyone. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. I'm Dory Sori from 88.9. And we are Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, we are talking about the new Willem Dafoe movie, Inside. Seven minutes. Stay focused. The art in here is worth millions. Proceed to step two. What's happening? Come in! Come in! It won't open! Sorry, man. You're on your own. We're talking about Inside, starring Mr. Willem Dafoe, and it was what? Ooh. <laughs> it was a thriller. I was yeah. like on the edge of my seat. Don't go see this movie if you have anxiety issues. Sure. But yeah, I, I was, it's a thriller. Or if you don't want to have them. If you don't, after. if you just got over them because you just got done at therapy, <laughs> don't go see this film. I liked this movie. What is it? A mystery, a thriller, a heist film. Yeah, gone awry. A film about mental illness. It is. It's. I mean, roughly the film is about an art thief mm-hmm. who during a heist gets trapped in a luxury New York apartment mm-hmm. and then it escalates. It escalates so much so quickly because it's clear that the person who owns the apartment is going to be gone for a long time. So... I, what a journey, though. At first, I was like, is he going to get out before the police come? And then it was like, well, nobody's coming. Right. And then he's literally stuck here, which usually you'd see a film like this about being stuck in the wilderness and how you survive something, not in a luxury that, apartment. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, usually the themes and all the actions in this movie is like you're trapped in a cave or you're trapped in the forest with right. no way out. But this is a luxury penthouse apartment. But those same structures apply. Yeah, he's not on there. T- it's not an Airbnb situation no. where he's just taking advantage Yeah, it is really, I don't know if I'm supposed to spoil this, but I love this movie. I really liked it too. Yeah, this is like the kind of movie I hope for throughout the year. So we're going to talk a lot about Willem Dafoe. We want to talk about him a lot. I'm not sure any other actor could made this movie just as great (laughs) as it was. We're going to talk about him. We want to talk about, uh, we don't, I don't. I don't think either of us know much about the director, Mm-mm. but we're going to talk about the film and how it escalates and how intense it was. And we might be doing the Macarena at some point. Yes. And we will celebrate for maybe the first time in my life, the Macarena. <laughs> You'll find out why when you listen to the podcast. We'll be right back. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. And we're back talking about Inside. A movie that we really, really liked. (laughs) I think you said love. I did love this movie. This is the kind of movie that, like, I don't want to see this movie every day. 
No. Because it's a stressful one. Yes. But this is, I want two or three of these a year where it's just a little strange and the things escalate. This is like an uncut gems, but for people who like art. Man, I need to see <laughs> uncut gems. I keep missing that reference, but I get what you're saying. The one thing, I saw this in the theater, which was a beautiful experience yeah. per usual. There weren't a lot of people there because it was a Sunday afternoon, but I felt like you could cut the tension in the theater. Everyone was quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe, you see him going through this like mental breakdown almost. Yeah. But then also like how he really persevered and survived. Like he never really gave up on being trapped in this apartment. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. Like I've never seen a movie like this before. Yeah. There's something technologically goes wrong in the apartment. So he can't get out. And there's also this varying temperature. The thermostat gets broken in such a way that he's having to deal with extremes of cold mm -hmm. and extremes of heat, like he would out in the, in the wilderness in the elements, but oh. he's not. No, that juxtaposition of him being able to look out the windows of this penthouse and see what was going on in New York City while he was trapped there, too, like also gave me a layer of anxiety and thrill that I didn't expect from this movie. Yeah. There's an interesting part. So at the beginning, he's trapped, but he's in a luxury apartment. So there's a bunch of fun things in there. There's there's some food. So he has some food for a while. Uh, there's a really pretty bathtub. There's <laughs> it's like, not uh, so pretty at by first, the end. <laughs> at first, I think you, I don't think we need to say anything more about that. Uh, <laughs> soon, not so pretty. It's a beautiful, cool apartment. It has tons of really interesting artwork, which is what he was there to steal originally. Right. But then you see this escalation of being a sort of like, oh, I'm a kid trapped in a candy store, which is kind of fun for a while. And then it de-escalates or escalates into these intense, like, how am I surviving? How am I getting out of here? Food's going to run out. The heat is intense. Yeah. It, the There was no running water or anything either. Yeah. Like. So the artwork, oh my goodness. Yeah. That was really cool to look at while the apartment was being ransacked. Ransacked. And he was there to steal Egon Sheila paintings, which were really cool to see. Like that's a thing I, everyone mm -hmm. has a poster of. If they don't have the Klimps, the Kiss in right. college, they'll have an Egon Sheila. Um, but they had all these contemporary stuff, like installations and paintings. One of the cool things they do throughout this film, which really starts to make you realize, oh, this is a little elevated, mm -hmm. uh, intentional, is that the artwork starts to mirror his phases of deterioration. I caught that yeah. too. That was really cool. It's really interesting and pretty in many ways. That's the neat thing about art though. Like you could look at a painting for your whole life or you grew up seeing something as a kid, you go through life experiences and then you look at it again and you get different things from art based on your own personal experiences. Yeah. So that was cool. The cinematography was pretty great. There were a lot of very unflattering close-up shots. Oh, yeah. Of his, what he was going through, like with his face and his body. I could go for a little less feet shots, but <laughs> I get why they were doing that. Yeah. I do get why they were doing that. There are also a lot of shots. Is this shots. a Quentin Tarantino movie? What's right? going on? That's what I was like. Yeah. Mm. But also, I really enjoyed some of the shots that, kind of gave you the idea of how much time was passing. Just beautiful, like, light fading in through the window and bouncing off art. Yeah, really impressive. And then it, because of this, like, you know, he's in there for a very long time. It's interesting because they don't, 
make it super clear how long he's in there, but you do see two different seasons happen, mm -hmm. which makes it almost a little bit fantastical because you feel like someone surely in months, right. which it could have been months mm -hmm. that he had to survive there, would have noticed. So it almost feels like an outside of like a reality a little bit, especially how it his mind sort of uh, deteriorates or in some ways interpret it just expands because you start to see him interacting with the art. There's a great moment where there's a painting of a man who's just duct taped to a wall and he is trapped in an apartment mm -hmm. and this guy's trapped on an apartment. He pulls the painting down and says, I'm going to set you free. Very mirror, you know, mirroring his situation. But then you see him start to create things mm -hmm. in this space, uh, not just things to help him escape, but the things that help him escape, those look fascinating. And then he actually does really intentional stuff on the walls to, to kind of document almost his imprisonment. It's be it gets really beautiful. He has almost this outfit at the end that yeah. is it, it gets I love the slow escalation of not only his mind, but like the artistry of that he indulges in rather than just just stealing now he's there making stuff anytime i thought it was going something was going to happen it went in a different direction which yeah. is always exciting i try not to guess the endings but my brain kind of does that sometimes yeah. so i did enjoy that i did enjoy how resourceful he was getting cuz i probably would have given up at some point yeah but man <laughs> i and then it's like what i don't want to ruin the ending part i know yeah it's so let's not talk it's about a it. love it's a lovely i think without saying what the ending was i think it's a very appropriate way to end the movie i did get very emotional and almost started crying when he was talking to the pigeon who was outside on oh the yeah that's right too, who was also going through some things yeah you, you see him <laughs> and his friend the pigeon who's trapped on the balcony I think the people you will like this if you like that kind if you like that tension if you're into modern art I think there's an interesting thing said about it in this movie but also just if you like a movie that is unexpected that starts kind of very uh, accessible like oh I understand this genre heist film and then slowly becomes something you wouldn't expect it's definitely got it's definitely a strange film but I th I don't think it's an accessibly strange film it's not a film for children no I would say, but um, yeah. You know what children love? What? Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Mom, Dad, when are you going to take me to the new Willem Dafoe movie? Can I bring my <laughs> Willem Dafoe doll with me? Yeah. Can I tell you? I would love a Willem Dafoe doll. Ooh. I would pay, listen up there, I would pay top dollar. And I do not make top dollar, but I will figure out a way to <laughs> top pay. Top dollar for Christopher yeah. Pollard. On scale with my income. I would pay top dollar for a Willem Dafoe action figure. Ooh, yes. Of this character. Of this character. So what would it, what would his bonuses be? He probably would have like wood, like a broken chair leg. Yeah, he'd have broken chair leg. He'd have a fish, mm -hmm. uh, like a, a aquarium fish. Mm -hmm. I think his, <laughs> I love that we're brainstorming this. He would basically, his basic outfit would just be tidy whities. Right. But then he would have a cape that you could put on him mm -hmm. and just stuff that you could add to him as he escalates. Yeah, he would start out with his like work jumper. Right. But then, yeah, yeah the broken cape. table leg and then the fish. Mm -hmm. And then if you, if it comes with like a play, play set, mm -hmm. I would like the bathtub, like the toilet and bathtub yeah. to, and the, the little mock forest. Yeah, the mock. Inside, and if yeah. you're really good, I will get you the extended play set with oh, a yeah. secret room in the back. Dory, 
I will be really good. <laughs> I'll be good Time all. Will tell. I will be good all year for that. You heard that, Cinnabuds. He's <laughs> gonna be good all year. I also, yeah. Please, please hold me to that. I also looked up something really interesting when he was interviewed about this movie. They got onto the topic of like he, they asked him like, "What's your favorite of your films?" And he's like, "I have a hard time pointing that out because I like so much." about all these different things. And I, he goes, I don't like it when people set one above the other because they're all these, he was like very diplomatic about it. But then he said, he goes, I'm going to tell you something that I won't tell you the actor's name, because, but that would be juicier if I did. <laughs> and, then said, and then I can picture him saying that. He said, uh, essentially there was an actor who he was in one movie with. That actor was promoting a different film. And he said he essentially badmouthed the, his own film. That this other actor. And he said, it's just not something I would do because there's a lot of people involved. It's not just you. And But he gave a couple clues. He said he was in one movie with him. And he also said, he's an actor who's done work I don't necessarily connect with. He goes, there's one role he did that I really connected with and thought was wonderful. Was it Spider-Man? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I started looking at his entire filmography going, okay, could be that he would do one film with this person that I could see that person doing it. So I've narrowed it down to what I think. It's either Nicolas Cage Mm. or it is Johnny Depp. All right. So go see the movie. I think it's great. I think it could have been filmed during COVID very easily. Yeah, I believe it was. Was it? Yeah, I think uh, in that same interview, he said it was filmed during COVID. So it makes makes perfect sense, yeah. But yeah, this is already, I have a little on Letterboxd to have a little list of as I go through a year to say, this is one of my favorites of the year. And so far, this is really in there. This is in there. You heard it. It's on my list. What have you been watching? Yeah. Should I go first? Please. I will say that we've been obsessed at our house with teen apocalypse type movies like your Hunger Games, yes. your Maze Runners. Ooh. And I don't like these movies, mm-hmm. but apparently I kind of do because we just keep going through all of them. But we just went through one of the Divergent series. But I will say the funniest thing that happened is we watched three of them. It's Divergent something and then allegiant i forgot what the middle one was and uh at the end out of nowhere it's this like city trapped and behind walls in the future and, and you know certain people have certain jobs and there's a whole thing going on so uh but the third movie suddenly they reveal that the city they've been in this whole time is chicago Ooh. in the future and it's desolate uh but then once they make that discovery they say the word chicago hundreds of times They just keep saying it like in a sentence where I would say, you know, in the city or here, right? because you're in Chicago, you don't have to say the proper noun. It's like if I were to say, Dory, it's nice to see you, Dory. Dory, what have you been doing today, Dory? That's how much they just intentionally keep saying the word Chicago. And I started laughing at some point. And then she knew why my wife knew why I was laughing. I was like, they're saying it a lot, right? So I have this theory that the City of Chicago Tourism Board must have funded some of this movie. That is exactly what went through my head. It's yeah. all about capitalism. It was Christopher. wild. Yeah. Christopher from Milwaukee Film in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I went down a little, I went a little mad that day. I was like, why do they keep saying it? If and when that happens to us in our lifetime, what is your special skill you would contribute to society or you'd be one of the oh, first no. to go? I will be one of the first. I'll be food. 
no. I think I will be food for people. I was watching most all these movies. I was like, oh, no, I'd be the guy. And there's one, I think in the Hunger Games, there's a couple that just hides. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd be that. I'd be good at hiding. I'd hide. I don't know if I'd be good at hiding, but I would, <laughs> I would definitely try. I don't know how much need there is for a DJ at a dance party yeah. during one of these, but I would think there would be a pretty good need of, I think to keep morale up. More than anything, I would want that. Nice. Yeah. I've been watching something very different. Yeah. It is a half-hour comedy series from Australia called Well Mania. Oh, that came up somewhere recently. Okay. Yeah. It's about a woman who lives in New York, um, and she is a food writer, and she just got, like, a dream job. She's going to be a guest judge or, a, like, a, a judge on a weekly food competition. Okay. But she goes back to Australia for 24 hours to surprise her best friend for her birthday and loses her green card and gets stuck there. And once she's there, it's really obvious why she left. All these old patterns with relationships and her family pop up. She's yeah. got a bit of a, a drinking and drug problem, which all sounds very, very sad. And it is, except this is clever and funny. And this woman cracks me up. Oh, that's great. She says the stuff that you like wish that you could say sometimes. <laughs> but it's really good. Well, mania. And um, you say it's Australian. Australian, yeah. Oh, that sounds great. I'm always looking for a good new comedy. And half-hour segments are so easily to digest. You can watch a bunch of them without feeling like you're wasting yeah. too much time. Oh, that sounds great. I will absolutely check that out. I will probably not check out the movies you've been watching. No, don't. Don't. <laughs> I've given you the highlights. Chicago. That's Chicago. Yeah. That wraps it up for today's podcast. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you at the movies, hopefully. Thank you to Kiri Salinas for being our awesome producer of Cinebuds. Yes, and thank you to Brett Newski, who did our wonderful theme song. And our sponsor for the month of <gasps> April is Associated Bank. Yay! Thank you, Associated Bank. Glad to have you. And we couldn't do any of this, though, without our monthly support from our members at both 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and... And Milwaukee Film. We love you guys. Thank you, guys. Now, so much. now we'll see you at the movies. Bye.